This week on Inside Motorsport, we look back at some Australians overseas who have been doing some remarkable things. I hope you'll stay with us. Lachlan Mansell joins us on the line and Lachlan, uh, whilst you've been managing Wakefield Park, it's been an interesting situation overseas, particularly in Formula One where last weekend Daniel Ricciardo has picked up his second Formula One career victory. Great to see, isn't it? Another spectacular performance from young Daniel Ricciardo who used superior strategy and great driving skills once again take the lead very close to the end, only three laps from the end, rounding up Fernando Alonso in the Ferrari and also Lewis Hamilton in the Mercedes to take victory and he remains the only driver outside of the two Mercedes drivers in Hamilton and Nico Rosberg to stand on the top step of the podium in 2014. Mm, well, here's what he said to Martin Brundle following the race. Yeah, it feels, feels as good as the first, it really does. Um, I don't know, I mean, the safety car at the beginning played to our advantage and then I thought when the second one came out it, it didn't, uh, didn't really help us but uh, we managed to pull it off at the end and had to, uh, had to pass our way through and that was, that was a lot of fun, last few laps. You rehearsed that big outbreaking move on Fernando last weekend in Germany, didn't you? That was, that was from a long way back. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I knew we had to, had to make a move quick and the DRS was there and I knew uh, it, was, it could have been my only chance so uh, I took it and uh, it paid off so had to be done. Audio there from Channel 10, and gee, he's got the biggest smile of smiles at the best of times. No, and who could blame him after that uh, amazing performance? I think that he well and truly deserved to celebrate victory, but uh, it was an interesting race, the Hungarian Grand Prix. It started on a pretty damp track surface, which resulted in all of the drivers starting on intermediate tyres, and Ricardo and a few others were actually lucky under the first safety car period they were able to come into the pits and change onto slicks whereas the race leaders had to stay out for an extra lap and got shuffled back in the queue but even despite that early strategic advantage Ricardo still had to um, do a good job of conserving his tyres particularly in the middle stint of the race and then when he was able to charge on at the end with a fresh set of soft tyres he was able to use that to great advantage on a track where it's not all that easy to overtake and his efforts are certainly being noticed by uh, a lot of the other drivers in the F1 fraternity, not least uh, Fernando Alonso, who gave him quite a big rap after the German Grand Prix the, the previous week. And again, Ricardo staying well in front of his four-time world champion teammate in Sebastian Vettel in the championship standings as well. Mm. Now, interestingly, uh, some safety announcements being made in open-wheeler racing, and this time it's being championed by IndyCar, where they're looking at ways of saving drivers' wrists when they make contact with walls. And Yeah, well, the biggest danger in those open-wheelers is this you do have a heavy impact. Obviously, the wheels are exposed, and if the driver's still holding onto the steering wheel when the car makes contact with the wall, then that's how those wrists and hand injuries are often sustained. And you're right, there were some pretty nasty crashes at the Hungarian Grand Prix. We saw the caterer of Marcus Ericsson quite heavily into the wall 
early in the race. Romo Grosjean managed to crash under safety car conditions, which um, wasn't one of the most stellar moments in his career. And then a bit later on, Sergio Perez crashed into the wall on pit straight coming out of the last corner. And Sebastian Vettel was lucky not to make the same mistake a few laps later. So, yeah, a fair bit of carnage, a fair bit of damage, but fortunately all of the drivers involved managing to escape injury. Mm. Now, of course, when we talked uh, earlier in the year, the the major concern outside of the v, the Formula One circles was, of course, the noise of the cars. Yeah, well, when the racing's as good as what we saw in the Hungarian Grand Prix, you almost forget about how the cars sound because the racing was absolutely spectacular, as it was in the German Grand Prix the week before. So the season started off with a few processional races, mainly while the teams were getting their heads around the new cars, but now that uh, they're starting to adapt to the new technology, we're seeing them start to have a bit more of a go, and the amount of positional swapping in both the German and Hungarian Grand Prix in the last couple of weeks has been fantastic. Mm, well, the uh, Formula One season takes a, a short break now over the summer period until we see them back on the track. But uh, one series that's also at its halfway point is the V8 Supercars, and they restart in earnest this weekend at Queensland Raceway. They do indeed, and uh, the question we always ask whenever the V8 Supercars head to Queensland Raceway is, will it be the local teams that test their at the Ipswich circuit that prevail, or will the interstate teams come up from Victoria and, and beat teams on their home turf? And in the past, it seems to be not a huge advantage to actually test a Queensland Raceway. And the other interesting thing, of course, is that the two drivers at the top of the championship table in Mark Winterbottom and Jamie Wincup, Winterbottom doesn't test there, Wincup does. So a few interesting subplots to keep an eye on this weekend. Yes, the subplots have uh, also involved drivers going overseas. There were six or seven Australians last weekend with a number of V8 supercar main game or co-drivers out there at the Spa 24-hour race. There certainly were, and the best performing out of those was Craig Lowndes, who with the AF Course Ferrari team managed to finish eighth outright and third in his class. The other Aussie drivers, unfortunately, not so successful. Shane Van Gisbergen chalked up a DNF. Uh, Liam Talbot, who's another Aussie driver, not actually involved in V8 supercars, but he was over there. He didn't finish either. And uh, the Lamborghini entry of Roger Largo, Stephen Richards, David Russell and Steve Owen retired with some electrical problems. Mm. Uh, but uh, once again, it just shows that uh, Lowndes is such a versatile driver. Of course, he'd been to Spa before, but it was in a uh, Formula 3 or Formula 3000 car, so it wasn't as if it was exactly the same situation, but he just is so adaptable, and I know listening to Radio Le Mans, they were just absolutely uh, uh, taken aback by the way he was able to handle the media right across all the uh, different pl platforms of media on the weekend. I think it's a smart option for Lowndes, because in the end, the full-time V8 supercar career for these drivers, as good as Lowndes, is, is finite. And uh, there could be a future for him in global endurance racing when his full-time V8 supercar days are over, because in those longer-distance races, experience and consistency are a lot more important than necessarily outright useful speed. So 
I think Lowndes, by um, putting the, the groundwork in place now, could open himself up for quite a few of those uh, prestigious international endurance opportunities in the future. Mm. Well, of course, uh, we have uh, some interesting racing just been on and coming up at Wakefield Park, just outside of Goulburn. Yeah, we do indeed. A pretty busy month coming up in August, in fact, with uh, back-to-back race weekends in the middle of August, the New South Wales State Championships on the 16th and 17th of August, which includes sports bands, Formula Ford, improved production cars, production touring cars, super sports, among other categories. And then the weekend following that, we've got the No Racing Australia series, which encompasses modern sports cars. They'll have a couple of one-hour endurance races, the BMW E30 series up from Victoria, the Alfa Romeo East Coast Challenge, the Hyundai XL series, and the Super TT series. So looking forward to that. couple of great weekends of motorsport here in Goulburn. Mm, and, of course, the sister circuit in Winton is uh, always so busy in Victoria. It certainly is. We've got the Festival of Speed coming up uh, next weekend, the 9th and 10th of August. And the other big news as far as Winton goes is that entry's open for the final round of the Australian Endurance Championship, which is the, the Valvoline Winton 300. It'll be held on the 8th and 9th of November, but the entries for that open... Um, at the end of this week and what we've seen in the past is the race for teams to get their entries in is often almost as exciting as the actual race itself. Mm, Yes, well there's a finite number of cars that can be part of that event. Yeah, that's exactly right and um, we're looking forward to again a big diversity of cars to fight it out for the, uh, the second presentation of the Michael J. Rock Memorial Trophy, so it should be another cracker race meeting. Lachlan, always a pleasure to have you on Inside Motorsport. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks, Craig. Pleasure to be with you. That's all we've time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.